Uh, it looks like about 23 billion credits have been transferred to the charitable organization. Well, whenever you have the opportunity, there is a P.O. box with a little something for all of you. So you're going to get a total of 80,000 credits in the drop box nice. there. I'm going to write down whatever those coordinates were. The coordinates are out in the vast. You're not quite sure what's on the other side. And don't forget to let your friends know if there's anything that they need solutioned. There's Gordian Solutions. And I hand her a card. Cutting to the heart of the problem. (laughs) Is that your tagline? Welcome one and all to the Dive of the Dice podcast. We're an actual play tabletop RPG in Starfinder. Thank you for joining us in our space adventure. I'm John. I'm the GM for this game. I'm Jessica, and I'm playing Noemi Dimash, the Lashunta Technomancer. I'm Lisa. I play Kerr Sylvanen, a Vesk soldier. I'm Tom. I play Lycos 9, the Android Solarian. And I'm Brent, and I play Sparks, the Ahsoki Mechanic. So since our last episode, we have done a little bit of shopping and a little bit of leveling up. We're just going to go around the horn here real quick, and people can kind of give you the Reader's Digest versions of their new abilities and gear. Jess, why don't we start with you again? Sure. So, um, you know, if I could just keep focusing on a lot of my major skills um, for my character, even though it's not like a Technomancer thing, being the captain, I've been, you know, increasing my diplomacy, um, bluff, things like that, sense motive. There weren't a lot of other changes. Um, I think my like my base attack bonus went up by one. Um, my base save for wisdom went up. Um, I did add a new magic hack. So I have flash teleport where I spend a resolve point to teleport up to 30 feet and I have to have line of sight, but the, uh, if someone's attacking me, they don't have an attack of opportunity. Cool. So that's what sort of action is that? Uh, let me double check. All right. No worries. (laughs) I'll get back to you on that. Sounds good. (laughs) And do you get any cool new gear? I did. I am trying to upgrade some of my, um, shitty, shitty weapon pistols. (laughs) 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 get it out get it out so i have um i just i slightly improved my laser pistol to corona um it adds another d4 and then i got the decoupler screamer uh which has the critical effect of demoralize and it also is 1d10 damage what sort of gun is that it is a it's part of the disintegrator class very nice so i thought it sounded fancy and fun all right brent why don't you go next uh sure so from my actual leveling up, uh, I got a couple of the bonuses that uh, Noemi mentioned as well. Um, but I also got to pick a new mechanic trick, which for me, I decided to go with boost shield, which lets me use that um, overshield thing repeatedly. Nice. Actually, which will be nice. Uh, get some extra temp HP there. Uh, but the biggest improvements, I think, for me came from gear. Um, <laughs> I updated that... Uh, module thing that lets me get extra intelligence so my intelligence bonus is plus six now which is pretty fun um i've got a new i also picked up a new disintegrator weapon the uh disintegrator rifle codename liquidator <laughs> lets me chuck a d20 for damage now which i'm very excited about restocked on some ammo i put a new uh quick suit or something like that i think it's called on the heavy armor so now I can like dive in and out of it in, I think it's a move action? Standard. Standard action, that. Oh, and I picked up a space chamber because I was starting to get, or a null space chamber rather, because I was starting to get loaded down with a lot of stuff. So, but yeah, surprisingly, none of them terribly expensive. Um, so I managed to pick up quite a few nice little uh, quality of life improvements there. Oh, and I caught up on a feat because I missed one before. Uh, I took far shot, which reduces the 
uh, penalty for shooting beyond my range increment, which is going to be important because that disintegrator rifle only shoots 30 feet. Close range. To get back to flash teleport, it's a move action. So in terms of leveling up abilities, same thing. I got a bunch of upgraded skills, still focusing in piloting since that's kind of my major thing. Um, I also bought an upgrade, so my main stat Charisma now has a plus five bonus on it, which is going to be nice. And then my new class ability is uh, Defy Gravity. So using a move action, I can fly. Uh, Currently, I have to end my turn on a solid surface or I fall. But once I hit 10th level, that's no longer true either. (laughs) We can go flying together. Yay. Did you get any cool new gear? Yes. Uh, so kind of like Brent, most of my major upgrades came from my gear. I also got the uh, null field generator, basically kind of a it's bigger on the inside box. And in that, I'm now storing my heavy armor most of the time because that also has the quick suit. So I can now Tony Stark my armor on and off. This is going to be kind of amazing. It's going to change my life. <laughs> Uh, I didn't get any new weapons, um, though, like, all of, because of the changes, all my damage modifiers went up. So I now throw, like, 3d6 plus 11, and if I throw my plasma sheath on, it's 3d6 plus 15. Yeah, if I can hit somebody with my spear, it's going to hurt. <laughs> I'm just going to stay behind all of y'all. <laughs> Speaking of which, I took a new feat. It's called In Harm's Way, so I can literally dive in front of you and take the damage. Yes. <laughs> nice. You're like a, what are the, like, the secret service. Yeah, that's me now. <laughs> Love it. And she works for the accountant, which is like them working for the treasury department. Yeah. Any other cool <laughs> stuff you picked up, Kerr? Yes. I got the efficient bandolier, which means I get a spot for each weapon type, melee, small arms, long arms, heavy, and explosives. And I also picked up a advanced semi-auto pistol so I can put it into my little bandolier thing. I also got a glove of storing because it's cool and I like storage and I got one for Brianosa. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> but But like... You could still kill someone with your bare hands, like almost oh, yeah. better than a my weapon. My usual stats went up, and I was giggling earlier. My unarmed damage is 1d3 plus 19. Jesus. I'm very happy. That's insane. So does she get that big modifier from something in her soldier thing, or is it a Vesk thing? That natural weapons, when you have weapon specialization with them, which you get at level three, are level and a half. So uh, Less okay. my strength, which I pretty much maxed out. <laughs> the actual damage from your hit, like the die, is tiny. Yeah, the die is completely inconsequential. It's just here's a huge static <laughs> bonus. I mean, how much frequent? So frequently, aren't you better just punching things than using a weapon? Depends on the weapon, but yeah, my my weapons are no slouches either. Her but. minimum is higher with a punch, but her maximum is higher with a weapon. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. okay. Yeah, Good. your punch would do more damage than the laser rifle I was using, like regularly. <laughs> <laughs> you get to be in front. That's the point. Yeah. And she always was. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I got but you, boss. Just keep doing that. Keep doing what you're doing. It'll, it'll look well on your yearly review. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, is there any little just kind of minor RP things we want to take care of uh, be- as you guys are prepping for departure? I'm going to give the glove to Brianosa. Okay. And tell her that I'm leaving this time. <laughs> That's nice of you. Last time we kind of got stranded on a planet. I felt bad. That's fair. Yeah. I'll let, you know. Friends, family, know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Bid adieu, etc. I don't know if there's anybody that cares where Lycos is going to be that's not on the ship. She says... She? Who? What? Brunosa. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> we, three of us went, so who are you talking to? Yeah, Brunosa says, Oh, Kerr, wow, this is really, this is really amazing. Thank you. Um, Try snapping the fingers. Flowers. What? <laughs> 
Nice touch. <laughs> okay. I want Kerr as my girlfriend. Jeez. Are, so when are you leaving? When are we leaving, Captain? You've got like two, three In days. like a couple days, yeah. Oh, okay. So uh, two days. Ish. Couple days. Whatever couple means for some people. It's different. Two. It means two. <laughs> okay. We're not getting into this argument again. <laughs> not an argument. It means two. All right. We're dropping it. <laughs> You're over it. All right. Um, she goes, all right. Well, uh, then... You don't get to leave until I see you again. I want to get a little something for your, uh, for your going away. Okay. Okay. Um, this is, oh, this is so sweet. She goes, like, reaches up and gives you a little kiss, and then don't leave. And she takes off. I'll stay. Okay. Oh, like, don't leave the station is what she means. Oh, you don't got have to it. stay right here in the street. <laughs> I will stand right or here in your she apartment or wherever. Curse <laughs> yeah, <Kurt is> very <laughs> literal. <laughs> I imagine right. Kurt standing there, sun goes down, <laughs> Luke goes up. Uh, so, like, sorry, I missed what you were saying you wanted to do. Uh, no, I literally, I'm like, I don't think there's anybody that's going to care where Lycos is that's not on the ship. Okay, got it. Uh, Sparks, any affairs need to get in order before you take it off? I think he'll, you know, drop back down to the apartment that he's basically forgotten he had at this point. Uh, you know, spend a little bit of time with the folks and then, uh, you know, say my goodbyes and head on back. Does Sparks live with his parents? Uh, I said part- folks I guess it's actually like his family like we haven't really addressed the fact that Sparks has a family but like, like I read that email that I kids? sent you at the beginning of this and was like oh shit Sparks actually has a you family. You have like a wife and kids? Yeah that was what? part of his backstory <laughs> <laughs> totally you, forgot about it after act- I emailed it to him Man Sparks acts like such a bachelor he just has this like devil may care attitude. So and- he is the Hawkeye of the group where we're all like you have a family? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, actually. I, after I reread that email, I was like, oh, crap. I just didn't address <laughs> any of this. <laughs> I, I feel like there's a missing RP session for as long as we were stuck on... On risk. On risk. That his family's like... You, you like, open up your wallet and we're looking at your many, many children. Like, yeah. oh. <laughs> well, so I guess if you wanted to, like, we could... He could like clarify You're host all a barbecue that now. Like, yeah, yeah. Before okay. we go, I like this actually. We should do that. <laughs> so yeah, the whole point was um, because of all the stuff that we just dealt with, like with Zen and and the you know medical implants and stuff like that. He actually recognized it, and we had a little flashback um, where he was you know discovering that they were misusing the stuff that he was working on and all that. So he actually like went into hiding with his fo- like his family, like I. I guess I should probably come up with what kind of family he's got, but anyway. So yeah, like he joined up with uh, Gordian Solutions to like have some kind of income while they were all you know squirreled away. Not to you know use the rodent thing too much, but <laughs> um, but now that it's kind of like dealt with a little bit, I think he feels a little bit safer, like letting people know that they exist, kind of. So kind of in like witness protection, a little bit, yeah. Style. Like he was. Not doing a very good job of laying low, I suppose, but... He did a good job of convincing us that he was single. Yeah, yeah. So, like, Sparks was just a, like, pseudonym, basically. Like, he, you know... Wait, that's not your real name? Oh, we addressed that, too, at one point. It's Ryselt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, Which yeah, do you prefer? Um, I think he's taken to Sparks now, okay. just because I don't want to have to deal with people calling me Ryselt all the time. <laughs> like, this whole life! Well, we the whole thing was that he was no supposed idea. to have like a hidden life, but now that it's kind of dealt with, like, yeah, that's that's Spark's story. Now that I've actually reminded myself what the hell it was. <laughs> All right, so where do you want to host this little barbecue? Uh, so if I remember right, his apartment was in like a part of town where it was all four people that were like smaller. Yes, it was a it, it was originally like a maintenance tier, but they converted it into housing for 
uh, small size individuals. Yeah. So I think out of, uh, you know, deference to my friends here, they're not going to have to, you know, Kurt definitely wouldn't fit. So you have a lovely home. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll get like a you, park you, somewhere. Like your and... tail like takes out a bunch of furniture. <laughs> Aunt Mary. I'm sure there's the equivalent of like, you know, you go to a park and there's like the public grills yeah, and absolutely. stuff like that. Yeah. So we'll do that. But uh, yeah, you get to meet Sparks' family, who I'm sure I will come up with names at some point for. But we'll just how many kids do you have? bypass that for now. Uh, he's a rodent, so probably a lot. <laughs> we'll say like a dozen. You, you could say ask roll Paul a d twenty. Yeah, roll a d twenty. That's actually go. yeah, that's a good idea. We'll do that. Roll four d sixes. We'll roll a d twelve. He's got ten. So. Ten kids. Yeah. No, I am not coming up with ten Yusoki names right now. No, you don't have to right now, but no. I will need those names from you. Sure. Uh, <laughs> he needs to know who he's killing. Come on. Aw. So, uh, Lisa, Brie knows who comes to this barbecue. I'm assuming you're invited. Of course. And she has a little box and hands it to you and says, all right, fair is fair. So I want to get a little something, a little going away present for you. You open it up? Yes. Okay. Inside is a small uh, cameo, like a white opal, but it has an inscription on Not inscription, but like... Yeah, inscription. What does it say? Oh, yeah. It's like a relief carving of Brunos's face. Aww. And she goes, check this out. It says uh, like a s- small magic word under her breath. And then the face on the little device animates to her face in real time. Do we have like a, a speaking stone or I don't know what to call this? I mean, if you can read lips, then I guess you can like figure things out. I Is can't it mirroring he- her? Like her exact? Yes. The, the little face relief is doing the same as her her actual faces when she's uh talking to you here it's kind of creepy <laughs> like you can watch her sleep well i can turn it off on my side she <laughs> so says. it's only on when she turns it on yeah like i don't know i don't necessarily always want to be performing but i just want to know how it works that's all i'm trying to get at yeah i just want to make sure i'm understanding correctly i can have it mimic my face or i can set like a face saver if i don't want to live broadcast <laughs> thank you it's not it's not too forward, is it? It's not too much? Nope. Mine forever. Yeah, I'm glad you like it. All right, so the barbecue goes great. Um, it's a beautiful day, mostly because it's climate controlled inside yeah. <laughs> Absalom. But Every day is a beautiful day. It sure helps. And you all have a good time. Who's manning the grill? Sparks or oh, someone else? Definitely Sparks. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have like a custom rig? Cus- oh, you better believe it. Yeah, it's all like totally decked out i don't know what the policy on like open flame is but it's maybe like high tech like infrared something or other you know underneath okay um and he definitely has like a goopy or goopy oh my god goofy apron or something like that on (laughs) (laughs) you you don't want to wear a goopy apron (laughs) no yeah that that was not that was not right (laughs) okay Uh, i don't know with 10 kids you probably have some amount uh, non-zero amount of goop to deal with that yeah that's true as goopless as possible Given the circumstances. Sorry, flashback to this morning when Henry gave me a hug when he had banana on his face. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like, I love you, but oh, now oh, I have banana no. on my shirt. He's <laughs> got it in the stiff arm. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like, you don't want to reject him, but it's like... <laughs> like <laughs> you signed up for this. I mean, literally, I you signed up for I this. did, literally. <laughs> Come this side hug. Like, all right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. As you're winding down, uh, your significant other takes the kids home a little early. Some of them are starting to get a bit antsy, mm-hmm. and some of the older ones will help kind of wrangle the younger ones. They say, you know, enjoy time with your friends. Uh, I'll see you back at home. Uh, sounds good. So 
the barbecue is a little bit later, kind of more beverages are being had, generally good times, you know, you know, preparing for hard space adventure, but eventually the park's kind of closing down for this kind of thing and you're all go your separate ways. Uh, Sparks, I'm going to need a fortitude save from you, please. To roll that barbecue all the way back home. Uh, make sure I got my bonus right. Did it change with your level? Might have. Oh, it did. Uh, 14. Okay. So you've got your barbecue stash in your extra dimensional space. That's not a concern. Uh, but as you're walking down the street, you find even the kind of the, with the buzz you've been, been riding for the last few hours, uh, things start getting kind of a bit swimmy and then your legs start to feel very heavy. Like it's, it's a big struggle to take a step. Hmm. Um, the next one is like almost an impossible feat just to move that next, you know, two, three feet down the street. And then you collapse into a heap, unconscious. Oh, was that a spell-like effect or anything? It was, like but 16 still fails. Okay, okay. I took that into account. Okay. Um, okay, I guess I'm unconscious now. You awaken a short while later, uh, strapped, strapped to a table uh, in a dark room, although you're brightly lit by an overhead light uh, pointing down on you. Uh, you've been stripped to the waist, and... The there are some sort of restraints on all of your extremities, tail included. Oh, good. Okay, so I'm awake, but do I see anything else around me? The light blaring in your eyes are kind of spoiling your uh, night vision. It's tough to see around the room right now. You're also kind of still feeling a bit groggy. Okay. Um, I guess he'll kind of like try to roll to the side and yell, you know, hey, anybody here? Oh, good. You're awake. I assume that's like right next to me or something creepy. Uh, closer than you'd like, certainly. Yeah. Uh, you hear foots. Foots. You hear, <laughs> I hear foots. You hear feet stand up from a, a seating position. And someone begins kind of moving through the darkness towards you. Is it a clearly male or female voice? It sounds like a male voice. Uh, and has a familiarity to it um, that you can't quite place offhand. Don't like it. There's... You were a tough rat to track down. Uh, that was by design, I think? Well, no matter. I have you now, and that's really the important part. And who's you? Uh, as he says this, he kind of leans over your field of vision, so you can see him upside down. Oh. Uh, you see a human face with uh, a brown hair trimmed into an undercut. Uh, he has golden eyes that sort of sparkle in the silhouetted against the light behind you. Mm-hmm. And he takes a hand and kind of brings it into your field of vision, sort of waves it in front of your face. And you can see that the fingers and the palm are all uh, living wood. This guy, orbital bombardment guy. Oh, right. Definitely forgot about that guy. <laughs> so long ago. And he says, dipping into the supply, when you're supposed to transport things, someone's been naughty and taps on your gem. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, wasn't exactly my first choice, but... Here we are. Indeed, here we are. Is my wireless hack ability still functional? Uh, yes. Uh, is there anything within reach that I'm like feeling a connection with? Make a computer's check. Let's see, my bonus went up. It is ooh, plus 20 now. Holy shit. Uh, 38. Okay. Uh, yes, there's a number of systems you can tap into, but they're all fairly inconsequential. Things like door controls, room lighting, the HVAC in the mm. room you're in. Uh, it seems like you're in like a little, either like hotel or like 
single room dwelling kind of thing. Any nothing that I'd be able to like get a message out. No, there's no uh, com in the area within within range uh, or anything like that. Hmm. Okay. So what's the plan then? Oh well, the plan is I rip this thing out of you and use it for my own purposes. The plan for you is, I guess, make peace with whatever gods you hold dear. This shouldn't take very long. Do you have like internal comms or anything like that where you could call for help? That's what I was trying to use the wireless hack thing uh, for, but no go, huh? If he took everything else, I assume I have basically no means of communication. Not presently, no. I mean, uh, you, can, you can try yelling. Like you're not. Is there any chance of like slipping the binds or anything like that? I assume probably not. Uh, you could try one hell of an acrobatics check, but I'm not counting on it. Give it a try. Yeah, might as well. Thirteen. No, that's not going to do it. Yeah. He sees you kind of begin squirming and says, oh, cutting right to the chase. I'm of, I'm of a similar mind. I just wanted to make sure you were conscious for this whole thing. I'm not sure the process will work if you're already expired. Uh, I, I basically have nothing here, so. Okay. Uh, he takes out a marker and begins drawing sigils in black ink on your, your chest all around the gem. Mm-hmm. And then touches them one at a time. You can feel them begin to kind of warm one warms and the other cools kind of in sequence uh, until you have this very intense but not entirely unpleasant sensation it's like weird more so than like painful hmm. um, but that changes in a moment when he takes his wooden hand and kind of grabs around the edges of the gem uh, and you can feel him kind of pulling on it and it feels like it's attached to like your rib cage as he's taking it out and it feels like all your bones and flesh and guts are attached to this thing uh, they're not, but as he draws it out, um, you see a radiant energy pulled along with it, and then the energy, which is kind of tethering it to your uh, your chest, the tether snaps. Uh, everything goes black, and you see him like with a look of elation on his face uh, before nothing. Hmm. Okay. So, Kerr, hmm. you get a call on your comms, like. At like four in the morning, uh, it's like you know your, your ringtone's going. It it rouses you from sleep. Uh, what do you do? Hello. Oh, geez, Kerr. Uh, it sparks a significant other. Um, have you seen Sparks? Not since the barbecue. He never made it home. No, I'm I'm getting worried. I'm on my way. I'm gonna retrace his steps. Okay, sounds good. Uh, make. I'm also gonna like call the crew. Okay. Uh, make a survival check. 21. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're able to basically follow his trail. He was heading in the route you know to be his way home. And then you see like a, like if you f- see a few like scrapes on the ground um, where he luckily fell and a little bit of like spit and blood on the ground. Uh, you can also see a, a number of other footprints leading away from where you believe he fell. Uh, and you can track those prints as well with that 21. I will do so. Okay. So, they lead you to uh, down a couple tiers to a small, like, maintenance shed that seems to have been repurposed for something. Uh, the door is left ajar, and uh, you can see, like, a flickering light within. I'm going in. All Scanning, right. perception, all that good stuff. Okay, sounds good. Go ahead and make a perception check for me, then. I am fully expecting this to be a trap. Okay. 20. Six, and you've got Noemi and Lycos yeah. with you? Well, I called them. Did you guys come with me? I would have, but that never got specified. I was trying not to interrupt, because I want, but I wanted to ask. Oh, yeah. Sorry. You guys are both there as well. Yep. 
Okay. So 26. Uh, so you guys can make perception checks if you want to as well, or if you have anything you want to apply to the scene, you're welcome to. Yeah, I'm going to hang back only so that like this isn't some sort of trap. Like They're going to rush us and push us into this small Another room. natural 20 for 24 on my perception. Nice. So, <laughs> Here's look. my 20 for the day. You're guarding the door? Boss? Yeah, I'm going to look around behind us. I'm not looking into the room currently. Yeah, I mean, I'm armored, and at this point, um, <laughs> I'm just summoning the spear because I'm assuming we're going to be in for a fight. Okay. My perception is seven. <laughs> as the as you open the door, you can see the inside of the maintenance shed has been cleared out for of, of basically everything, save for a table in the middle. You can see Sparks lying on the top of. Uh, he doesn't seem to be bound anymore, as contrary to my previous description. Um, he's just kind of laying there unmoving. Can I do a the, medicine check? Uh, one second. The walls are coated in um, like a thick layer of moisture, uh, kind of like... Uh, a bathroom that's been running a hot shower but it's not warm in here it's actually quite cool uh, and you can see there is like a almost like scorch mark kind of outline from a circular position not far from the table on the ground uh, seems to kind of be like radiating out but it, in sort of a scorch mark kind of shape but it's not like damaging really is there any or Mysticism, physical science, to see if I could piece together what's going on. Uh, mysticism would be appropriate because you can see Sparks' gemless chest uh, has like a little spot, um, like a little hairless spot in the middle, and there's uh, runes kind of mar- drawn in marker pen around the middle of it. Five. That looks mystical. Okay. <laughs> do you want my help or do you want me uh, to look at this? Yeah, when I see it I, and I go, this looks mystical. No, I <laughs> <laughs> 23. Okay. Uh, you see the markings of some kind of. Uh, ritual to remove the gemstone. Uh, it looks like there were like incantations for dispelling magic or removing like bindings along with it. Is he alive? That's what, can I do my medicine check now? Please do. Okay. I have more of a chance of hurting him than helping him. 18. Okay. You put your hand to his, his vitals and you don't feel a, a pulse. And then suddenly his eyes shoot open and you can feel like his heart seems to restart and you can feel it kind of faintly. Uh, Sparks, you regain consciousness. Uh, but something feels off. You're kind of not quite yourself, uh, but you're not exactly sure why. You see a Vesk hovering above you, and it takes a moment to kind of figure out who she is, and then eventually you place her as Kerr, and looking around, you recognize the Elishinta woman and an android male also in the room. And again, it sort of takes a second to identify who those people are and what your association with is them, or with them is. Hmm. Um, but after about... 15 seconds no more less than that but after about three or four seconds everything kind of clicks into place and you you recognize these people uh, you're still not exactly sure where you are but um or what you're doing here is my like exocortex working um make a computer's check 33 okay uh diagnostics show your exocortex is actually working almost overtime. uh your brain is actually not functioning uh at its highest levels um, but your exocortex is picking up the slack and giving you uh, some semblance of consciousness. Hmm. Um, okay. So I guess I'll turn to, well, am I still like bound or you're not, I'm not. Okay. Um, so I guess I'll just sit up and, Oh, Hey guys. What happened? Sparks. Um, you remember that guy that shot at us for more? <laughs> I think the, he's back. The terrorist. Yeah. Damon Riven. That one. <gasps> yeah. He, uh, ripped this thing out of my chest. I think. I think we got to go hunt him down. We need that. One of those we have a very angry dragon on our hands. Yeah, she's going to yeah. be really mad. Avala Granada is not going to be happy, but we should also let the um, Absalom. I don't. 
I want to call them stormtroopers. Yes, thank you. Hmm? No, because they should be on the lookout for him as well. We we informed them that he possibly could come here, but we now know that he at least was here. Can we pick up a trail? So as you're kind of engaging this conversation, a like a recent data file pops up in your memory banks. Mm-hmm. Basically, your exocortex kept recording after uh, your brain shut down. Mm-hmm. Pulling it up, you kind of get a little visual playback of your own eyes, like from your own eyes, but it's a more like watching a video. There's like a sense of detachment because you don't remember recording it. Right. Um, that shows after your head kind of lulls to the side and goes limp, uh, it's kind of a strange Dutch angle. Uh, Dalen steps back with the gem in hand and reaches beneath his armor and pulls out a like dark gray pendant, kind of in a grotesque gargoyle face. Uh, takes the gem you have and places it on a small receptacle on the, the gargoyle. Uh, and as it does so, it, it pulses with power. And you can see out of uh, almost nowhere, thick, looks like thick smoke begin kind of enveloping the room. Um, but then it doesn't look like uh, smoke so much as like a thick, like billowous fog. Uh, it wraps around him uh, as he seems to be kind of cackling almost madly. And then obscures him completely, and then dissipates. Uh, he's completely gone from view when the when the fog clears. Hmm. Well, that doesn't seem good. Um, I guess I don't have any way of showing you guys that, but I'll describe what he just did. I think. Uh, Sounds like he teleported. Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> we need to let Ivala know as soon as possible because she's expecting us. Um, well, we've got those little stone things, right? We can... Yep. I'll let you. Uh... <laughs> I'll start the conversation, but I'll let you explain what you saw. So we'll try this. Don't they have a tense relationship? They do, but... He doesn't like me. No, but you're the only one who saw this. Sort of. With your magic brain. Okay. It's science. Science brain. Um, Okay. So are you doing that now? or? Yeah. Cool. All right. Might as well do it from the crime scene. Uh, there's no answer. Hmm. Uh, you know that the Stone of Far Speech only works if you're on the same plane of existence, and she's likely already in the drift heading towards your destination. Can we leave a message? No, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> <laughs> Answering machine. <laughs> you have reached Ivala. Run off. <laughs> um, okay, so I think this one might be up to us, guys. Seems like it. Is there uh, any way to tell where he went? Might have to ask around, see where he's seen, where his local haunts are. I mean, I don't know. Can you track teleportation magic? I'm not sure if you guys have the the skill sets, but there are other mages about Absalom Station. If you want to sort of seek out someone's professional opinion on this, you certainly could. Before that, we're calling your SO and telling whoever it is that you're alive. Cool. Yes. Hello, S.O. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about me. No need to get involved in any of the rest of this. Her until name. I come up with a name for you. Hello. Her name should be name. S.O. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Insert name. Yeah. <laughs> I like S.O. E.S.S.O. S.O. <laughs> oh, God. Um. Yeah. So we'll let her know that I'm fine. Every- everything's okay. We just got to settle some stuff. Nothing to Is worry about. Okay. How are you? Uh, so, yeah. How are you feeling? Uh, a little weird, to tell you the truth. Uh, not really sure why yet. Do you have... Did he completely sever the connection with the stone? Do you have any communication I, with the Wanderer? 
think I think it's I, I guess I haven't tried. Um, not that I knew how it worked before, but um, I guess he'll just kind of like take a crack at reaching out to whatever entity thing. No, there's there's no connection there. Yeah, uh, I got nothing. And you never did anything like that when you had the stone. Mm, no, I don't think I so. I knew of, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, perhaps we could find someone else who knows more about this kind of magic than we do. Which is basically anyone. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll start asking around for an expert. All right, so we'll we'll post on... Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> All right, so go ahead and make a uh, computers or or space list maybe diplomacy to uh, try to figure out uh, where who some who might know a little more about this. Uh, computers of thirty three. Got me beat. Got a twenty four. With the assist. Yeah, I'll give you the assist. Thirty. What does that make it? Thirty. Thirty five. Thirty five. <laughs> okay. I just ask we around. We the main <laughs> What's that? Can I just ask around while they're doing computer stuff. Yeah, that's what diplomacy is for. Right. Not gonna be well. Fourteen. Okay, so the computers okay. do a better job. Yeah. Google wins the day. It turns out. <laughs> <I'm a> shock. Um, <laughs> Spoogle. So you have a. Spiegel? All right. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> enough clumsy portmanteaus. <laughs> okay. They are elegant, sir. <laughs> so on essentially the Absalom equivalent of Yelp, there is a arcanist for hire uh, named Engren who has been getting uh, some glowing reviews. Uh, they operate a well-to-do shop in the eye called... Sorry, I wrote this sh- shop's name down months ago and never got a chance to use it, so I'm just using it now. Well, John's looking that up. Did you guys hear about what happened with the SNL skit on d and I watched it. It's, it's- Bad. Yeah, apparently people were using it to try to like shatter, uh, shatter the misconceptions around D and D, though. Hmm. Like online, like they were like, I guess there was just kind of a big uprising in the. This is terrible. We should not let this represent us. It's was it's like what you would have thought. It, it's a skit you would have made about D and D in the eighties. It's. Mm. I mean, it's not. It wouldn't have even been funny back then. Well, it wouldn't have been funny to us back then, but like the popular conception, I would have understood. Now, with what there is. No. <laughs> okay. The shop's called Wit and Wizardry. Okay. All right. So, uh, do you seek this place out or have some other um, one in mind? Seems like as good a place as any, right? Or better, apparently, according to the reviews. <laughs> they could be paid reviews, but we'll have to take their word for it. True. Um, Is there so, a space coupon? If I don't like his service, or? I'm going to leave a really bad one-star <laughs> review for him. <laughs> so... Are we telling this guy the whole story? Do we tell him I got drunk and got some weird tattoos? What's the... <laughs> we had something stolen from us, and the guy teleported away, mm-hmm. and we need to try to track him down. I okay. think that's what we start with, and then if if we need to reveal more, we can kind of feel okay. it out. All right. Okay. So you've got to wait a couple hours, because it's mil- the middle of the night right now, but you're at the shop right as they're opening the door. They come out and flip a little very quaint closed sign over to open and then seem almost surprised that you the four of you are standing outside of their shop is it's not appointment only right it's not it's like there's a storefront it's like a arcane component shop that also offers like consultations and such okay four of us two of which are in heavy armor (laughs) one of which is heavily armed i have a coffee so (laughs) they open the door and inside is a dark brown skinned elf 
uh, standing about five and a half feet tall. They have long golden hair uh, set in tight braids, like uh, cornrow braids, uh, that extend down about the middle of their back. Um, they have loose-fitting azure trousers on, uh, and then their upper body is mostly obscured by some kind of like illusory haze that kind of uh, whips or whiffs around them, uh, like sort of being floaty. It's like kind of revealing in sort of like a like a titillating way without being like obscene. Hmm. Uh, they look at the lot of you and say, I hope you're not here for trouble. I am tougher than I look. Oh, no, no. We're here for advice and help. Ah, then you've come to the right place. Please enter. And you walk into a small shop. It's probably, it's fairly tight quarters. And there are a lot of like winding shelves all stacked with different components and knickknacks and arcaneries. It seems like this person did extensive research into feng shui and then threw all of that into the garbage can and set up their shop to be as like tight and cluttered as possible. So um, we uh, so Kerr probably wants to stay near the door. Yeah, maybe I'll wait at the door. <laughs> uh, nevertheless, there's a kind of homey feeling into it um, that you're sure is kind of magically induced. Uh, and there's a a faint but a pleasing incense kind of spiced in the, the air. So from somewhere above, you can see a little bit of movement. The ceiling extends much higher than you'd expect. Uh, and looking up, you can see uh, some sort of avian peering down from uh, the rafters above. Hmm. Uh, Ingrin says, so what seems to be the problem? Sparks, would you like to uh, explain our issue? Uh, yeah, so somebody... Oh, sorry, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Uh, my consultation fee is uh, 300 credits. Is that acceptable to you all? Of course. Uh, sure. Oh, he hands him. Fantastic. Okay. Continue. Um, yeah, so we had something that got, well, maybe I should start from the beginning. I was walking home, and I'll start, like, relating the whole story, well, the Not relevant bits of the story, um, about, you know, walking home and then feeling kind of woozy and waking up to, you know, someone robbing me, I'll say, um, they drew these weird symbols on me and then, uh, you know, blacked out, and, uh, I guess, do I want to show them the video? Oh, my, uh, may I... May I read you? Is that with your permission? Uh, sure. Okay, thank you. Oh, sorry, I'm not sure if I described this. There's someone androgynous looking. Mm. Um, they go over to a, one of the shelves and take out a small uh, leather pouch inscribed with all kinds of uh, runes on the outside, uh, reach in and take out a bit of some herb as well as a small uh, data pad. Uh, they sprinkle the herb over the data pad and as it touches it, kind of puffs into small bits of blue flame. Hmm. Uh, and they sort of wave the data pad over you. And Can I tell if this is just hocus pocus or if this is like actual stuff that they're doing? Uh, make a mysticism check. I'm curious too. 27. 18. Uh, there's probably a little bit of theatricality in here, but certain mystics do channel their abilities uh, a little bit more like, kind of classically compared okay. to your technomancy. So like spell components are more of something that uh, that some mystics will use when channeling arcane uh, powers. Okay. Just making sure we're not getting taken for a ride here. Yeah. Some flammed. Yeah. <laughs> like the, like there's certainly like a showiness about it, but it's also partly necessary. They say, Oh, I'm sorry, honey. You're pretty dead. Um, I'm not sensing any necromancy though. So I'm a little curious how you're walking around. Yeah. You said you were robbed. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I guess the guy stole something pretty important, huh? 
<laughs> yeah, I'd call a soul that. <laughs> While they're having this conversation, now that he's been said he's been dead, like uh, Lycos just starts kind of like poking him <laughs> just to see if like he reacts or feels it. Yes, and yes. Wait, does he? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and yes. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> you start doing the, like the hand slap. Yeah. <laughs> can I do a life science or mysticism to know how he can be alive while not having a soul? Uh, engineering would be a little more engineering okay. appropriate here. Can I run my own? Twenty-three, and not engineering. I already gave you the answer. Uh, so, <laughs> his exocortex is pretty well integrated into his brain, uh, even though there's not like a soul there. He's effectively kind of backed himself up enough where the exocortex is sort of functioning as a up spare tire, uh, keeping his body alive right now. Creepy. So he can get taken out by an EMP right now. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. So. Watch over that. Yes. All right, we need to build a Faraday cage to kind of like push him around in. <laughs> Stop giving John ideas. <laughs> but yeah, the extracortex is basically kind of keeping him alive and ambulatory. So you're kind of a zombie right now. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> well, we try to avoid the Z word in our business. <laughs> well, I have a few Eoxen clients and they're not too mm, pleased fair. with the terminology. Would you prefer a revenant? I'd prefer to get my soul back. Thanks. We'll talk about current classification, not future classification. <laughs> so, who took your soul? Um, I'll kind of like turn to the captain, like, are we telling we, we have a suspicion of who it might be, but we ask for your discretion. Dude had wooden fingers. It was weird. He that had does. a whole wooden arm, if we're being honest here. That too. <laughs> and he's quite well known as a terrorist. Oh, Wow, so like you've been celebrity murdered. That's kind of a <laughs> a new twist. <laughs> so, if you're trying to keep on discretion, I I believe I know of whom you're speaking, and I can offer assistance in locating them. But I'm going to insist on your discretion. Should you give chase and meet an unfortunate Result. Your name will never cross our lips. Perfect. Uh, then, yes, uh, come back to my uh, seating room uh, or seating space. Uh, get comfortable. This is going to take a little while to prepare, but I can uh, cast Ascending and get on the trail. I'm, I think I'm dead, so I might have all the time in the world. I don't really know how this works. You might not, since your cortex is keeping you alive. Uh, engineering check to know how long that's gonna last. Uh, go for it. So, do you have to plug in? Like, are you like an iPhone now? Do we have to? I think this just became the movie Crank, <laughs> <laughs> mixed or... with Soma from what? that video game. Uh, S S Soma. Soma. Okay. Yeah, mixed with Soma. Uh, thirty-one. Okay. And, uh, crank one or two. So, <laughs> I don't remember. It'd be closer to two, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Now that we've solved that. So the exocortex should, as long as it's not damaged, be able to kind of keep you going for a while. It seems like you're not like dead dead. Uh, it sounds like uh, Ingrid may have kind of been overstating that for dramatic effect. Mm. Mostly like, dead. Biologically <laughs> Mostly dead. kind of okay. Yeah, you're like, you're biologically alive, but you're like spiritually dead. Okay. Um, you don't really know what effect that's going to have on you physically in the long term. Um, but... You You're going to find out. No, you haven't kidding. really known any uh, undead who kind of 
look great kind of <laughs> as things move as things move along. Okay. <laughs> Can we start calling you Chev Chelios? All right. Enough with the crank stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So uh it takes about half an hour and Engrin sort of sets up a ritual circle and around the chair you're sitting in and then eventually begins the incantation. Uh you're all kind of spaced out. You can see a like a light kind of glowing in Sparks' eyes and then it sort of like flashes and winks out and a little bit of like kind of smoky mist oozes from them which is sort of an odd sensation Mm. uh, for you and Engren's eyes go wide oh oh gods well um good news and bad news I guess for you all Uh, I know where your soul is um but it's not some place I would really recommend going. It's kind of a one-way trip. Give it to us straight. Uh, there's a lot of... It, it goes by a lot of names. Uh, most of us in my line of work refer to it as the demiplane. Uh, not some place you really want to end up. I'm sorry. Uh, d- does that name mean anything to anybody? I don't know anything about... Uh, mysticism. Okay, I think I actually have that now. I added some... 26. Ooh, nice. Hey, I'll take that one. <laughs> okay. Uh, it does ring a bell and fills you with a bit of dread. Uh, the Demiplane is a nexus of evil and wickedness throughout the multiverse. Cool. Uh, a one-way trip where uh, once the Demiplane has you, it is exceedingly difficult to depart. Uh, though it goes by many names, the one that is most often known is Ravenloft. And that is where we will end for no. tonight. So, thank you, you all. Mother! <laughs> I can't be mad. <laughs> yes, so, you can. I love Ravenloft. <laughs> so, thanks for joining us on this episode here. Uh, kind of threw a little twist on y'all. Sorry about that. But uh, if you want to let us know how you think of the, of the little kind of... Uh, pump fake on you <laughs> then you can let us know at die by the dice on twitter uh we also have a patreon now patreon.com slash die by the dice if you want to support the show then that is a phenomenal means to do so uh if not you can go ahead and get in touch with us or spread the word about the podcast thanks for listening we'll talk to you next time it sounded like like you're like if you don't want to support us like it was like it was free it was gonna go real negative all of a sudden no, no, no. like yeah. if you don't want to support us on patreon you can go take but a long walk <laughs> <laughs> up a short beer. Ha, <laughs> ha,